How much money is your professional reputation costing you right now? Yes, this is really a thing, and it matters. Just like credit card score, all drivers have a monetary value that's directly tied to your reputation as a driver. Today, I'll show you how to figure out what your reputation is worth and how you can increase it. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Have you ever thought about how much money your personal reputation might be costing you in the trucking industry? Today, I kind of want to explore or explain maybe what happens when you apply for a job at a carrier. And I think that uh, in a lot of cases, uh, maybe drivers aren't aware of all the things that happen in the background. So this is my attempt to kind of pull back the curtain, if you will, and give you a little bit of insight of what that recruiter's doing uh, while you're waiting for a reply from them. So let's say you, you put in an application with the company, you, you finally find somebody you really want to work for, maybe it's been a good reference, and you're interested in trying that company. They have a good reputation, their Google scores look good, uh, you're checking them out on Facebook and all the things. Uh, so you get the application in. So what happens next after that? The first thing the recruiter is going to do is pull a group of your background reports, right? You probably had to sign some kind of form or sheet to give them permission to do that. These are actual consumer reports, uh, just like if you were applying for a credit card or maybe a bank loan or something like that. So much like what a banker would do, your recruiter's doing the same thing. They're really looking at your overall risk and your history as a professional driver, and they're determining whether or not they would like to add you to the team. So the first thing that happens is maybe your, your motor vehicle report, and that's the report that's gonna show if you've had any accidents, speeding tickets, things like that. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you're out of uh, the loop if, or, or not gonna get a chance at the job if you have a blemish on your MVR. Uh, it's certainly possible. A lot of, of course, as a carrier and a trucking company, we like to see those clean MVRs and the insurance companies do as well. But hey, let's be honest, you're a professional driver out there. You know, at some time or another, you're bound to, to make a mistake or, you know, get pulled over for this or that. And, and we certainly understand that. What the, what the safety department and the recruiters and the carriers are looking at is they want to make sure there's not a pattern of those type of events happening. So one-off is probably not going to disqualify you from a driving job. So that's the first step is the MVR report and what's your driving record look like. The next step and probably one of the bigger ones, at least for me in my experience, is they're going to look at your overall job history where have you been? What have you been doing? And of course, we're, we're interested in your experience level. How long have you been behind the wheel? Things like that. But I think where drivers maybe kind of go sideways is, is the number of jobs that they have. So from a driver's perspective, you're probably thinking, man, this carrier I signed on and they were supposed to do this or give me that and it didn't happen, I'm out of here. I'm going to go down to the next one. And, and before you know it, there's a pattern starting to evolve where you're jumping jobs every three months, every six months, uh, something like that. Now, from the carrier's point of view, when I look at those things, and I used to be in the, in the position where I would uh, give final approval on an applicant. So the recruiter would do all their things, and they would essentially say, here's this driver's file. 
uh, I would look through it. And I could get past most of the MVRs and things like that, but it was really the job history uh, is where most drivers stub their toe. When I think about that, and if you've had, let's say, three jobs, four jobs, five jobs in the last few years, why would I think that you're going to stay with my company any longer than you stayed with the rest based on your pattern or your history. So those are some of the thoughts going through the company's mind as they're looking over your application, trying to figure out if they if they want you part of your team. Now, there's drivers out there that have been with one company for 5, 10, 20 years, and we certainly drool over drivers like that because the longevity also projects stability. And that's what we want to see in our in our associates and our professional drivers and quite frankly that's what the insurance companies want to see too so when we're looking at all these things we're really assessing your overall risk much like that banker would do for a credit card or loan he's looking at your credit score he's trying to figure out if there's a risk there where you may not pay back the loan on time or make the payments on time we're, we're doing something similar in the background and we're looking at the overall risk. If we've got somebody that's moving a lot, jumping jobs, got a few uh, speeding tickets on their, on their MVR, maybe even an accident or two or something like that, are we really willing to take that risk and bring that driver on board? One of the tools that safety directors use is called a risk assessment tool. And when you look at a driver's file, it can be a little bit overwhelming. There's there's MVR reports, there's job history reports, there's criminal background reports. Uh, there's a lot that goes into the driver qualification file and, and a lot of information to sift through, if you will. When I was in a, a position uh, where I was making the final decision on hiring a driver or not, I said, we, we've got to come up with a simpler way I wanted to make sure that our recruiter wasn't wasting time working on applicants that really had no chance of getting final approval. So we had found um, through one of the insurance companies a risk assessment tool uh, that was a simple scoring thing where it scored the different categories based on how many jobs you had, did you have any uh, black marks on your MVR, uh, how many years of experience did you have overall. Uh, and then you just simply added up the score and it was kind of like golf where the low score wins type thing. But real quick, it would we could look at that and the recruiter would know it's like, okay, this person is a score of two, which is extremely good. Uh, we absolutely want to pursue this driver or this driver might be a 15, which put him in a high risk category. She knew not to waste any more time on that applicant. He simply wasn't going to pass. Um, Pass the tests that we needed. So that risk tool uh, assessment tool that we use has really been a time saver. So I don't know that drivers realize we're doing things like that uh, behind the scenes, but I, th I think it's good information for you to understand what all the recruiters going through, because certainly there's probably been times when some of you have had a disappointment. Maybe you really thought you had a, a good chance at a job. Maybe you were talking to a recruiter that was really enthusiastic and upbeat and you know that's part of their job right to kind of get you excited about the opportunity and hype up the company only to get a call back that said sorry we can't can't bring you on and you're like what i thought i thought for sure i had this 
So anyways, that's kind of what's happening in the background with, with a lot of the better companies using a risk assessment tool to grade their drivers. So now that you have some information and a little bit of understanding about what's happening in the background with the recruiting process, uh, let's talk a little bit about how you can kind of flip that script just a little bit. How can you take that information now that you have it and use it to your own advantage? I go back to thinking about your credit score, you know, if you were applying for a car loan or something like that, and maybe you weren't in a position to um, be approved for the loan because of something in your past. Um, but most of us have a general understanding of how credit scores work. So you understand that in order to improve your credit score and your chances to be approved for a loan down the road, you got to make sure your payments are on time. Uh, you've got to do all those things. Well, this is no different. So maybe you're chasing the dream job, right? You're chasing that that company job that's 100K or the, the carrier down the street has this lease program with these beautiful trucks and you're really interested in you just can't seem to get your foot in the door this might be a big part of the issue is what is what's your application saying about you so let's talk a little bit about things you can do to improve your chances of getting hired for that dream job the first thing you need to know is you should know your own data. So I mentioned before these are consumer reports and anytime you apply before they can run those reports, you have to sign something giving them permission to pull those reports. And then if they make a decision on your employment based on those consumer reports, they also have to send a letter to your house telling you, hey, we made a decision on your employment based on these consumer reports, and here's where we got those consumer reports. So you have access to the same reports and information they do and you should check it out if you got turned down for a position because of that it's probably worth your time and money to pull those reports yourself so you can understand what's out there what information is floating around out there uh, so you know what to to work on and how to improve it my biggest advice and this is especially for young drivers i think about uh, in our company we bring in student classes uh, maybe a couple times a quarter where our local community colleges will bring their their classes over and they get a tour our facility check out our trucks and you know just get a general feel for our culture in uh, one of the things I talk to the students about is man how to manage your reputation here's the pitfall I think for students is you've never been in the business before, right? You don't know what to expect. So you apply at a couple carriers, you get somebody that accepts you, and you get there and maybe you hate it. Maybe it's not what you thought it was at all. Uh, and you decide, you know what, I'm out of here. This isn't for me. Uh, this isn't what they promised me. This isn't what they told me. So you leave. And, and before you know it, in the first year of your CDL career, maybe you've got three jobs that's following you. So uh, the best advice I give, uh, not only for student drivers, but anybody, is just you gotta stay put. You gotta stay put for at least a year. If you end up with somewhere where you don't feel like it's it's what you signed up for or it's not what the recruiter promised you, and, and that certainly happens, uh, but be bold enough to go talk to somebody about it. Start with the recruiter that brought you in and say, listen, you told me these things and this is my experience. It's not the same thing. Uh, and you're thinking about leaving. So give them a chance to fix it. 
it'll tell you a lot about the company. If they're able to address that, actually fix uh, your concerns, or if they give you some lip service and they just say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll take care of that, or you meet with dispatch, and oh, no problem, we'll get you home more, or whatever the issue is, and within a week or two, you're just right back in the same boat. So it really probably speaks to the overall culture of that company and how maybe they, probably how they treat most of their drivers. Uh, but anyways, you gotta really try to figure out how to stick it out for at least a year. And I think that's the magic number, at least for me when I was reviewing applications, if I could see some stability in a driver, even if two, three years back they were jumping around, when I can finally see some stability in that driver, I might be willing to take a chance on them. Spend your time researching the companies. There's so much information out there anymore when you think about social media and Google and all those things. Um, you know, some of it you got to always take with a grain of salt because for whatever reason it is, as a society, we're quick to throw negative thoughts and reviews out there and not as quick to, you know, bring out the good stuff and the positive things. Uh, for people to see. So if you actually come across a company with high reviews, that's pretty good stuff. Take take the time to read through those reviews and make sure they feel authentic and, and real, but um, there's a few unicorns out there. And I think if you, if you do the research, do your research up front, uh, it'll pay off for you in the end for sure. Be an influencer for your company. So I think about this a lot and you know, there's, probably negative rumors in every company, um, whether it's the, the driver's lounge or the CB radio or the water cooler by dispatch, who knows what it is. But when, when I encounter an associate or employee that's uh, maybe talking negatively about the company or another person in the company, I try to pull them aside and, and I give them a little pep talk and I'm just say, listen, we all have a choice, right? We can, we can be an influencer, we could be a negative influencer, or we can be a positive influencer, and that is absolutely 100% a choice that you make to do that. So don't get caught up in that negative activity, you know, drivers uh, standing around complaining about this or that, or maybe, you know, even, even office staff does that, or technicians or whatever it is, but you absolutely have a choice to be a positive influence. And when I think about that, I think about who I consider are the good drivers, the great drivers in our fleet, they're the positive influencers. They're the ones out there uh, addressing driver issues. They're talking to them about the rumor mill and say, that's not true at all. Here's how it really is. Or when we have those student drivers come in for uh, to, to visit our terminal and our company and stuff, they're the first ones there in line that talking to these students like, oh man, you're gonna love this place. This is what they do. Can you believe they do all this for us as drivers? So those are the people that are so critical and important in our business, those positive influencers. And it, it'll get you so much further because not only do I notice that, but the, the safety director notices it, the maintenance manager notices it, dispatch notices that. And for whatever reason, when you surround yourself with positive drivers and positive people, and, and it comes down to making choices in dispatch, it's those key players with on, that are on the team that really, they get the best loads, they get the home time, they get the miles, they get the big paycheck that they're looking for. So that positivity uh, really leads to a lot of great things within your career. So make the right choice. Thanks for joining me here today for Driven Too Far. 
Subscribe now so you don't miss any of the trucking industry secrets that you need to know as a driver. We'll see you next time for more truth about trucking.